0: and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick, both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Gang. Welcome to another episode of Careering. And I am so, so excited to be on with my good friend, April Simmons today, who is a corporate marketing director and internet sales manager of Horn Automotive Group. Welcome, April. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. I, I really can't even express how humble I am
1: to be here with you. Um, very From the very first time you started this podcast, it really just set the inspiring tone to women out there, and especially in automotive. And I just really like the conversation that you have put out there. There's so
0: much thought-provoking things there. And I just, I love it. It's inspiring. Well, I am so honored to have you on. And we're talking talking about a topic today that is like a total fire topic. And I hear it so often from women behind the scenes, but you are the first one who is brave enough to step in front of the mic and tell us all about it. Um, We're gonna really delve into what happens when the female is the breadwinner of the family and how that affects relations across the board. But before we do, before we get into this hot topic, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to your current position. Well, I actually
1: started in Nebraska on the banking side and learned about the car dealerships from buying dealer loans and such and decided that was a a space I thought I would really love and enjoy. So when I first started in automotive, like anyone, I walked in saying, hey, I want to apply for a finance manager. And they're like, well, that's funny because you have no automotive experience. It doesn't work like that. Um, but suffice it to say, I worked really hard and, and through the ranks, and got myself to that position. I spent eight years as a finance manager before I transitioned to the retail desk. Um, and at that time, there were virtually no females in that position, um, but I, I loved it and at year seven of doing that job they said to me april i keep hiring an internet people and they can't sell you can sell i need you to go learn the internet and at first I thought they were crazy. I said, why are you asking the wrong person? I don't check my email. I still have a flip phone while everyone was <laughs> starting to transition, you know, to to the the, the smartphones and such. And so anyway, um, but at the end of the day, I decided, look, if you want to be the best in this business, that's where things are going. You need to go learn it. Well, I don't like to do things half-assed. So when I went in there, I thought, okay, April, you got to figure this out. So I did as much training, self-training as I could. I went to every seminar. I talked to every vendor. I did everything I could to get myself educated about the space so that I could excel in it. And what I really found is that it was no different than selling a car in the retail fashion, other than that it was done in a in a different place, right? So Yeah. In an email fashion or a phone call or an internet lead, all those things really were the exact same thing. You had to build the relationship. You had to sell yourself, sell the dealership to all those things. Um, But if you did, you could be successful. And and suddenly, I found myself really leading the charge in the space. Um, And then I started kind of learning the marketing stuff. Well, what I realized is that general managers really needed help. So when I came to Horn Auto in 2017, um, and at that point, I had done the GSM thing, I had um, dabbled with, you know, taking over for for the stores and such, and I decided, look, this is the space I want to have. So I came in, interviewed, and I said, this is the job I want. Um, and they weren't offering that job; that job didn't exist. I created it because I I felt there was a need for it. And they said, okay, we don't disagree with you. And so seven months later, I was promoted from the internet director in, in the Kia store to come up to corporate, and from there. Um, you know, there really is no lane anymore, right? I feel like my lines are really very blurred and I'm all over the place and I enjoy what I do, but as this topic has come up, Lori, and I'm super excited to kind of segue into it, I will tell you that early on, I never knew what I know now, right? Like everything we do in, in life, I think in general is hindsight is 2020, right? Yeah. And last year, you had one of your your very first podcasts, you talked about um, this, this idea of um, imposter syndrome. Yes. And it resonated with me in such a way that was so profound that it had me thinking about a lot of other areas and spaces. And it had me thinking a lot about the past and where I am now how I got here. But more importantly, um, some of the pain that honestly I went through that was not necessarily needed, you know, I I do, I will say, you know, there are times where we treated each other in automotive in a way that made us, I look back and I almost feel like it was almost a little bit of Stockholm where you were, you were not only, not only did you not believe in yourself, but you were brainwashed into believing you should not believe in yourself so that you don't think you can go do something bigger or better. And that, you know, that that was just organically happened. and was just a fundamental core issue within the dealership land. Yep. And so it had me going back and saying, hey, I need to look at the whole spectrum of things.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think this happens a lot. It happens in a lot of industries, but I think it's very, very acute in automotive because of the um, small amount of females in the space and the small amount of females in leadership positions. And like you said, I think there's still time. I remember to this day, a friend of mine telling me, this was a couple years ago, I'd always tell people, oh yeah, I have this like little agency on the side and I work part-time and I'm a part-time mom. And she said, you do not work part-time, first of all. You work, you work your butt off. And she was like, and it is not a small agency. Like, let's, you know, give yourself credit for the things that you've built. And ever since then, I've been like, you know what? She's exactly right. I work really hard. And the agencies, I'm so proud of what I've built. And so why do we as women feel like we need to downplay all of those things? And we do it a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it comes down to there's such just core parts of who we are as as females that that happen from the time we were very young. Yeah. Um, we we are kind of taught to downplay ourselves, not stick up for yourself. Let, you know, let the adults come in and, and, you know, take care of you. Let the, you know, the boy come in and, you know, beat somebody up for you. Right. Like, like, we yeah, can't, you know. To stand up for ourselves or what have you. And so I think it's just accidental. Like a lot of times I think things, things aren't intentional, they're right. accidental. And so I think that happens to be one of the things that's just an evolution. And you know, while I am gonna sit here and be very raw in this conversation, I also wanna be very clear that I'm also so proud of how far automotive has come. This is my 25th year. And I have to tell you that where we are today is not where we were 25 years ago.
0: Oh my gosh. So, where, would you agree that like where we are today, we weren't five years ago?
1: A hundred percent agree. hundred yeah. percent agree. So while there is still this spot of, of hate, you know, there are still some negative things out there. We are so much better than we were. And that's what evolution is, right? It's about looking at our past, understanding what things were not working and how to change them, but yes. let's not try to force them, right? Let's organically just be better human beings by talking about the experiences and helping to change one heart and one mind at a time. And I feel like like automotive above all other industries has come the furthest in the shortest amount of time. We're still not the best, we still have a long way to go, but I am proud of us um, on how far we've come in the last few years.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, you and I just came from Digital Dealer. We were literally together two days ago um, at the time of the recording of this session. And what I really noticed in the space more than anything is women standing up for other women and the amount of support that's generated from that. Like the amount of women that are willing to come together and say we're stronger together than create like the old boys club like we used to have and being like the guy's girl. I hate that term, the guy's girl. Um, Even though, I mean, I think- most of us would probably say, like, we we're that guy's girl, right? I mean, I used to say, it, like, I would be proud of myself and be like, well, no, I'm kind of a guy's girl. And now I'm like, no, my goal now is to be the ultimate girl's girl in automotive and anywhere else. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and you've done a great
1: job of leading that charge. But, you know, what? I, to your point, though, like looking back, you have to look back before we can go forward, right? Yeah. So right. for me, and I know this is a hard topic for a lot of people to discuss, like you said, like, I'm going to be brave and step out to it. But part of the reason is because I'm kind of past all of the, the hindrances of it. Yeah. Um. You know, my son is now 21 years old. He's, you know, he still lives with me, but he's halfway through college. And so we're, you know, we're at the tail end of it. Um. And his dad and I, we got divorced when he was eight years old, which okay. was a tough time. Yeah. But my husband, my ex-husband and I, we've always, we have co-parented wonderfully. Absolutely wonderfully. So I am so blessed to have him as you know, my co-parent with my child, but also a friend of mine still to this day, and so it's maybe a little bit easier for me to talk about this this tough uh, subject. But it goes along with that whole idea of imposter syndrome, and I really went back and said, "Hey, you know, we all talk about fundamentally as women that first day we go back to work after having a baby, or that first day we take them off to kindergarten." But there is a lot of pain that comes from you know choosing to be a working mom, and especially in automotive. You know, I can even remember one of the jobs I was being interviewed for, you know, the general manager point blank asked me, well, you're a mom, how do you expect to do this job? Wow. You know, and I thought, well, how do dads expect to do the job? Exactly. Right. right? I said, I, I don't know. But um, ultimately, I, you know, and, and of course, I didn't really say it like that because I thought, oh, geez, you know, I
0: always had to overcome. Right. Yeah, i was being to called to like. That- the mat to talk about how I'm going to overcome this. Right.
1: And so, you know, I was lucky enough that my ex-husband was a stay-at-home dad for our son when, when he was little and growing up, um, he was a stay-at-home dad. So at that point I kind of had the, the quote unquote dad role and so that squashed that. But I also think back and think, well, what if that wasn't the case? Would I be where I'm at without the support of my ex-husband at that time? Yeah. But it but it also created a lot of like weird different feelings of I wouldn't call it regret because I, I don't regret anything other than feeling like I should have stood up for myself, maybe a little bit more back yep. when my son was smaller. But at the same time, at that particular time, had I stood up for myself. Would that have hindered me? I don't, you know, looking back in those times, I don't know. Like, I yeah. don't know the answer. But what I do know is it did cause a lot of pain between me and my ex-husband and not for what, like the normal ways, right? Like, of course, he got teased because he was the, you know, he was the mom and, you right. know, he had to, he had to deal with his own stuff that had to be a problem. I had to deal with it. Well, like, how come you don't have a husband who's out there making money and, you know, working hard like you do as if staying home? I mean, moms have fought forever to say that what I do as a mom is is an awesome job. And I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But then I look at at my poor ex-husband who was berated and belittled for, for doing the same thing, like from all sides. Yeah. But, but the part that was the hardest, I think, was the jealousy I had of my husband and i mean we're talking core jealousy you know because he got to go do all the things now i chose to do what i chose to do because it was what i wanted right he is the one who did gave the sacrifice he is the one who said i choose to stay home he did that for our son he did that for me I chose to do this. Yeah, I found myself consistently and constantly mm-hmm. jealous of him and his ability to go to all the PTA meetings and his ability to go to the, you know, the barbecues and the holiday events. Right. right. I worked every single holiday. And so there was a lot of jealousy that that core caused um you know, I think some, some core raw bad feelings between us that, that ultimately do I think that caused our divorce? No, but do I think that it caused different types of feelings that we didn't know how to necessarily deal with? I think so. And I think, I think it's something guys have always dealt with for a really long time, but because as a woman, I felt like I was supposed to be the mom. Yeah. And I, I had this core, like, I'm, I'm not being a good person, I'm not doing a good enough job and my husband gets to do
0: all the fun things. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to unpack from what you just said. And so many of, so like we said at the beginning of this episode, this has been a whispered topic since I started the podcast. When I talk to leading women and I'm not going to name them here, (laughs) quite a few of them are breadwinners and quite a few of them due to their careers have a husband at home. And it has created so many issues for these women. Um, And so I'm just like really excited that we get to bring this to the forefront today with you. And I, again, so appreciate you talking about it. But I think one of the things that's been so interesting is like you said, I think there's another level that moms deal with, moms specifically, that men in the working world don't have to do. And it's that feeling of guilt And it's that feeling of judgment from others. Are they sad they're missing events? Yes. But do they feel guilt about it? No, because the expectation is they'll be out working. And do they feel um, judgment? Absolutely not. Like not from what I can see, they're not getting the amount of judgment from other dads that we are getting. And so there's just so many things that happen when you take on that leadership role um, in your career for women that just don't even equate the same way for men.
1: Bingo. Bingo. And I think, again, that's just, it's that, that idea that we put people into a box and say, well, you're supposed, you know, dads do this and moms do this. And that's what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like. And I think if, if anything we can look at, this is one of those issues that falls into any, any other category we want to talk about, which is nobody should be put in a box. Don't
0: put put baby in the corner. Baby (laughs) wants to be out there dancing. Let her go and dance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I absolutely I mean, 100 percent, because really what we're talking about is everyone comes to a relationship and a career for that matter with a set kind of personality profile. And why are we not letting the person in that relationship who has perhaps more of a propensity to go be the driving kind of force in business? it just makes more sense to me that that would be the person that would go out and crush it and then the other person would be willing to stay home and maybe even happy to stay home you yeah. know but then we but then we get into another issue which is like what if neither of you want to stay home
1: <laughs> well and that and that happens too you know right and that's something that you know my husband and i my ex-husband and i we really had this conversation early on with my son that was like hey we want to we want to raise our child You know, we want to do that the best that we can. And, you know, are one of us willing to to, to step down? If we're not, that's okay. Who do do we feel like we can tap in? And what are we going to do to try to do the best? And we really had those those core conversations. And I'm proud of us that we chose what was right for our family. And I'm proud that even though we got divorced, ultimately, at the end of the day, we still continue to be good co-parents and good friendship going forward so that our son had a good outcome of having two parents, even though, you know, we weren't in the same whole household. And I think that that's completely possible to do. Um, but ultimately, it also makes me realize like women, women, there's two categories here. First of all, women need to do a better job of standing up for themselves. Um, yes. You know, when I finally got my voice, and and my son had two years left of high school, and I started with Horn auto group, and they said, well, what's important to you? And I said, the next two years, I will not miss anything. I will be at every football game, every basketball game, every PTA event, every whatever I need to be at because I have sacrificed his entire life of not doing those things. And I don't care what my job title is for the next two years. That's what's important to me. And ultimately it's been, it was such a blessing, but I mean, I, I was scared. I was so fearful to put myself out there and ask for it. And there's no reason for that. Right. But it goes back to, okay, women need to find their voice, but they also need to know that they deserve to have that voice. And that's the second major key. And that was where that imposter syndrome, like it just so clicked with me on so many levels. And that being one of them, like you actually have a right to not feel guilty. You have a right to ask for the things that you need that are important right. to you you have a right because you provide a good service or you know what have you to your your company so there it's not that you're you're faking it it's not you know and so it just that was a start, the start for me but then the second part of it is as society We've got to stop telling women that their husband is less than because they stay at home. Absolutely. We've got to stop saying that husbands don't matter because they stay at home and you, and you can't put them in that hole. If we're going to sit here and be, you know, women and moms and all that matter, I, I totally agree with, but if we really want to get to the next level, we have to say a stay at home parent. Yes. Right? Or, boys, or tell their our boys, tell a real job.
0: Tell our boys who are growing up, like that can absolutely be a choice of yours. If you Correct. want to be a dad and be a parent who stays at home, home that you 100% can be. That, that's just fine if that's Correct. where you want to go. So the
1: mindset just has to shift like everything else to where a stay-at-home parent is a real job, not a yes. mom is a real job. Right. A stay-at-home right. parent is a real job. And I do think that there's, there, society has to, there is a, the, re- the same reason we feel guilty is the same reason that we'll, we fight to say moms are real jobs. But we also need to understand that dads are real jobs, too, if they're the yeah. person staying at home. So I think it's a for. I think we've got to, you know, bring that full circle. And, and that fundamentally will start to change. And over time, it's not going to be tomorrow. But I do think if we just start to recognize, like, if we, if we consider moms to be a job, then dads are a job. Yeah. If we consider that dad shouldn't feel guilty because they provide the roof over the head and food on the, you know, on the table and clothes on the back, then working women should not have that guilt either. Right. Right. So it's yeah. just how do we figure out changing that narrative and those feelings? Yeah. Because um, that's all they are, they're feelings, but they that's are at right. the core that same idea of imposter syndrome, I feel like it all goes down into that same core of like, it's, it's underneath the surface. And that's what's exciting about your podcast is really bringing up some of these topics, because I think there's such sparks of thought provoking, provoking ideas that, that get us all talking about it. And it's exciting. It's exciting.
0: Well, I love it. And it, it really does go to that perception as reality, because I, like you said, I mean, so much of it. And, and part of the reason I've had a Hard time getting a female on to speak about this is just because the perceptions are so they truly are protecting. And this is even for people who may not be married anymore. They feel this need to protect the dad or the one who stayed at home um, and not put them up for this sense of kind of ridicule, which is so crazy. It gets back to what you're talking about. And really let's start thinking about who's the best person to go hard charging after the career to take care of the family. Versus that's automatically dad's job and mom right. then stays at home and takes care of the kids.
1: Right. And even, and from a controversial standpoint, even Lori, so far to the point of, you know, I feel like, so even when we got divorced, I paid, you know, child support and alimony. Right. Yeah. And so many people are like aghast that a woman would be paying. And I thought if it was reversed, It wouldn't even have been a second thought. You're right. Why why would there be any difference one way or the other? And so, again, I think it just, it kind of goes both ways. If if us women want to be considered as, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, then we also have to check ourselves ourselves. Because I will tell you, it was woman after woman after woman after woman that was aghast that I would be doing that, right? Right. So- women also have to look in the mirror and say, look, if we want uh, equality, then that equality should go both ways.
0: Yes. And And the amount, again, like we talked about, just that kind of goes back to even the amount of judgment between us as women. Like, why were they even questioning that for your family? You had decided what was right for your family. You and your husband at that point had decided what was right. And so why is it anyone else's business at that point?
1: Exactly. And, you know, and like I said, I'm super thankful because for me, um, I feel confident talking about it, A, because, you know, been there, done that, already passed it. Um, but B, because, you know, my my ex husband and I, we do have a good relationship. And my son is 21 now. And so it is, you know, we are in a different spot. And I remarried in 2017 and my husband is fantabulous. And he, you know, he and I both work and and he supports everything I do. So I, you know, he doesn't look at me like, oh. You said you'd be home at six and I've got dinner on the table. And why are you not here? You know, I, I have that, that support that is just amazing. And so I'm super blessed that in my house and under my roof, I've not had to deal with it directly, yes. but I I had to deal with it directly under my own roof of my head. Yeah. Right? Like everything yes. that happened happened in my own had. It was judging myself as lack of their judging, you know, what other people saw me, like how other people were judging me Um and just always feeling no matter what I did or where I was at, I was lost Then you
0: know, I, 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 I love this. And so I want I really want all the people listening to really hear what you just said, because. I think exactly if we can start as women, especially if you're a woman in your household right now and you're leading the charge and you have a stay-at-home dad or you're the breadwinner, if you can start changing the message in your own head and, and saying, well, this is what's best for my family and this is my reality, and it may not be what you agree with, but this is what's working for our family right now, that can have such waves out in general into the the just you're the entire environment that you live within and work within and i mean i just can feel the power that that would create yes. for the women who feel that way
1: yes cuz i think like i ta- you know it's one of those things i you know i have a few of them but change one heart one mind at a time right and i feel yeah. like that's something that i've always believed but the first one you have to change is yourself yeah right? you can't, like i can't change your mind about something if i don't believe it myself
0: well and this even goes back to when i was saying like i used to just say my agency was small and it was a part-time job. And it's like that was my way of trying to sort of um keep it small enough that people would be like, oh, she's a really good mom because her she's working part-time and she's in the school. And you know what I probably should have, and it was the right thing for me at the time, just like you're saying, like it was the right thing for me at the time. It was the right way to go. I'm so thankful I went that way. But what I should have been doing that whole time was saying, no, I own an agency and I kick ass the business and I kick ass at being a mom and like this is who I am. And I'm really proud of the things that we've built in our family. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And even for myself, you know, because I worked a lot. I was, you know, in retail automotive. So I was like 80 hour plus weeks, you know, week yeah. after week and all those sort of things. But I do have a lot of proud moments looking back that I go, hey, you know what? I laid a lot of great work ethic foundation for my son to follow. I laid a lot of ability and open doors for him to go to great schools and for him to have opportunities that I would have never had myself. And so I I should be proud of that. There is a lot that I brought to the table as a mother, even if I missed every Halloween and PTA meeting for the first, you know. 15 years of his life. Right. Yeah. I did bring that value. That is you don't realize it until they get to be older. And now that he is 21, I really start to realize some of those valuable things that you did. You know, you do bring to the table as a mom, if you have the quote unquote dad role. And so we can't, you know, downplay either one of those sides. Um, but even as we got divorced, we didn't, you know, if I was off on a random Tuesday, I had my son on that day. We never fought over, like, oh, well, you're supposed to have every other weekend and I have this and you have that. Right. We didn't do that. We said, okay, here's April's schedule because <laughs> it's yes. crazy. And any moment that she can be a participating mom, she is a participating mom. Yeah.
0: And I so I love that.
1: That was and again, I'm blessed that we had that because not everybody does and, and I feel bad when you know people can't you know work that kind of thing out to maximize the, the family unit. But I think that that's that's something that if we want to maximize the family unit, we have to recognize that that looks different to everybody and and start being fair to moms and dads regardless of what role they're they're in.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I know, like you said, you know, you are so fortunate. It sounds like that you have a great relationship with your ex and you guys are all still figuring it out. What would you say to women who may be struggling this with right now in their own marriage? And maybe it doesn't look that equal. And like, what would you tell them in terms of, um, and I'm throwing you like a fastball here that you weren't ready for, but like some tactics that they could use to either feel better about their current situation and them being the one who's leading the charge or kind of make things a little more smooth at home?
1: Well, I think it's multiple things. I think first and foremost, it's recognizing where your feelings are coming from, right? If you're having sour feelings towards your spouse, Um, it's really figuring out at its core where it's coming from. Is it something that you're really, is it a mirror reflection on yourself or is there really a fundamental issue with your spouse? So first and foremost, I think that's important because I, going back, I can tell you that a lot of it for me was just jealousy, straight up jealousy. And I feel like if I could have understood that a little bit better, I could have maybe found ways to cope with it better than I did, which was to internalize and get angry about it and and then be frustrated and and project that negativity Um, rather than saying, hey, wait a minute, time out, let's sit down and have a conversation. This is what we chose. And yes, I'm happy about what we chose, but let me write down all the things that i'm proud of that i brought to the table and write down all the things that you've brought to the table and recognize that we're both creating one whole of a a household um so that you you do see the value of both uh, both parties right you see what you're doing and you see what you yourself are doing and then try to find ways because i did as weird as it sounds when i very first got divorced i actually Found myself in less jealousy by having one on one time with my child, by going and doing special moments with my child where I felt like when I did it together, you know, I didn't have quite that same feeling of like, this is all me. So sure. when I got that moment of it's all me. So I think having special moments with your children that are just about you, whether it's, Hey, we're, it's your day on Tuesday, we're going to go get ice cream and it's just going to be you and I Yeah, I think when you get those, those real quick little moments with just you and your child, that jealousy starts to fade a little bit and, and stuff like that too. Um, but outside of that, that the rest of it kind of becomes personal personality and and some of that, you know, at the core of it all, That was ultimately why we didn't make it my ex and i because you know i i felt like i didn't always have the two of us rowing together yeah Um, and sometimes that really is at the core of it and that is a little bit more difficult that that comes down to um i mean honestly i'll just tell you we went through counseling and we tried and, and we definitely didn't want to go the path we went but it ultimately boiled down to me being such an A personality and him, you know, being more in a, in a CD personality. And they were like, look, one person has to come up and find their, their assertiveness on a hard level. And yep. the other person who's super assertive has to come down. And that would happen regardless of whether he was the working dad and I was a stay-at-home mom or vice-versa. I think yeah. that, is, that is at a core of a lot of relationship issues that have been around since the beginning of time is you right. have two really massive personality differences. How can you, res- you have, you have to find a common respect for
0: one another. I think yeah. that's really what it boils down to. Like when I think and about the roles, husband, right. Would yeah. you agree with that? Like yeah. common respect for each other, what you're accomplishing and the roles that you're, yeah. I love what you were saying about, like, if we're going to lift moms up, then we should also be lifting up dads who are taking that role. That it's not fair to be like rah-rah moms that are working and earning and being perfect moms and then coming down on the dads for the fact that they're not working.
1: Right, right. And so I think I really do. I think that's at, at the core is that we just, you know, we have to go back to recognizing what each other is doing and then having a love and a respect and a, and a mutual admiration for each other. And at the core, that's that's a really great place to start. I feel yeah. I feel like that, you know, that helped us even though we got divorced, that helped us get through it and become good co-parents was just understanding that we both had a very important role in our child and our child's future. And that that was what mattered most regardless of what we were doing in the
0: past or in the future. Yeah. I love that. And it, and it comes back to, like you said, also just like stepping into your core power, right? Because when I first, I think, I think most listeners probably know I got a divorce this last year and I felt so bad. And I felt like, um, I just kept sort of trying to change who I was to better fit my situation. And it's just recently that I've been like, no, I'm going to show my full self, you know, the next person that I'm with, I'm going to show my full self because I've been called aggressive. I've been called assertive. I've been called confident. I've been called strong. And all of those things are probably true, but I'm tired of feeling bad about them. And I'm tired of feeling like they don't fit within my life. Are any of those negative attributes, right? right? (laughs) But as
1: women, when we say those things they're put somehow in a negative category. And those are yeah. not negative, those are not negative traits. Those right. are only negative traits if you're, you know, a 1945 stay-at-home mom who is like told to like never lift your head up. Right. Oh, right. So outside of that, those are not negative attributes to a man or a woman. Right. Yes. So, right. so to a woman, we we still equate those though as negative attributes. Those are not negative attributes. Being strong is awesome. Being assertive is awesome. Being confident is awesome. But that's where you know, again, we all have it in our heads that we're not supposed to be those things because as women, that's not the role of a woman. Well, That's where that's got to go away. Right? We have to, we have to put that away. But we also have to say, if you're if your husband's a stay at home dad, or a man is not even in that space, that if they're not that that is also okay. Right. So right. Exactly. Not, right. If they're not assertive, that doesn't mean negatively on them. It means right. that they're passionate and they're caring and they're what you know, whatever the opposite attributes yeah. are and that that's okay too. And you can have any two people can come together and, and have a glorious relationship. It just matters, I think, really at that core is that mutual respect. And you know, it you you can have it or you can't. And ultimately at the end of the day, what we what we realized was that to your point, Lori, I was either going to have to dull my shine, right? I was yeah. gonna have to, to bury it out. That's
0: right, off. girl. And we no one, right? April in the Listen, <laughs> right. no one puts April in the corner. Listen, no one puts <laughs> April in the corner.
1: Or he does <was> <laughs> have to come up and, and be more assertive, right? And that's yeah. just You know, sometimes you just can't change that core personality, and that's okay, too. It doesn't mean you don't have love or respect for one another. It just means that you may not be the best ability to to be the best support system for one another, and then that's okay, too. And And I think that that's the part we all have to stop judging ourselves for what role we had, whether, you know, we've been married, we've been divorced. I think life's all about learning, and that's the key to it all. And if we can learn to just be better tomorrow than we were yesterday, then that's that's the best thing we can do.
0: Okay. April, I have to tell you, I've heard you talk on a million stages now and in a minute, million panels about automotive, but you are just as amazing talking about life. So oh. like, <laughs> you have it all, girl. You have it all. I could talk to you about this for hours. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. we need to wrap up. I need to bring you back on that and we'll we'll continue this discussion because like I said, it is one that is unfortunately whispered before a lot of the interviews go on air. But a lot of it is said, but I don't want to talk about this on air because, and I get it. It's hard. It's sensitive. It it's uh, There's a lot of feelings involved. And so I just so appreciate you coming on today and being brave enough to have this talk with me on Careering.
1: Absolutely. And, and like always, I, I really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate what you do for all people out there, women and men. Um, but this podcast in in particular, and really kind of just giving a platform to say, Hey, let's, let's start being the boost for each other and and stop being the, you know, we don't have to beat each other down to get ahead. We can literally throw a trampoline out in front of other women and help them jump. And so I appreciate the fact that you are, you are doing that.
0: Well, I love you to death girl. If people want to connect with you, where should they go? LinkedIn is probably
1: the spot because it's easiest, um, you know, just just comment, send me a message. I'm not on it as much as I should be, but that's you know I'm in retail automotive. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're busy, um, and I do have to say a note. I do love that April threw out their LinkedIn because we have this group in automotive, and we had to force this girl to get on to so about that's a so year true. ago. So it's so So, it true. so far. <laughs> I know
1: it's so crazy um, because that is, you know, it is a great platform and I find myself when it comes to things like this, so easy to just hop in and hop out at leisure. And I'm so glad y'all forced me in, you know, sometimes you got to use that high heel for for good news and <laughs> kicking me in the butt on this one was perfect. So I we threw I the trampoline
0: you. out in front of you. We, <laughs> tra- <laughs> we threw the
1: trampoline. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. They gave me the big one too. <laughs>
0: well thank you so much for joining us today I adore you and just I love having you on the show same. thanks same, same, Lori thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today if you enjoyed what you heard please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice if you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering please leave us her name and contact information at the link below thank you Thank you